The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, good evening everyone, to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, up in the northeast of England today is Thursday the 25th who knows what day it is it's Thursday it's World Cup Thursday and we are here to handicap the full slate of games for Sunday Saturday what day are we doing Saturday Saturday man I've watched a lot of football this week though um, full slate of games for Saturday four games for Saturday um, I've already broken the uh, the big build up for our guest Um Probably the least exotic of our three guests this week. We've had a we've had a Canadian, um, we've had a an American um, from Little Rock in Texas, I believe it was, uh, well, Little Rock's Arkansas, something with a rock in it yesterday. And uh, now we're heading up to the uh, exotic climates of Chillingham Road in Newcastle uh, to meet Tyneside's premier fizzy pop magnate and Jeff Shreves look like it's Mr. Tom McBride. Tom, how are you doing? Hell of an intro. Thank you very much, Mal. Uh, <laughs> the weather certainly isn't exotic here on Tyneside today. Uh, I've got the heating blaring out. It's freezing. <laughs> uh, but, but we're all good. Thrilled to be here. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to, to, to all the listeners. Yes. We celebrated Thanksgiving in the office at work today. Did so you? Everybody, everybody brought in their twist and turn. Basically butchered what Thanksgiving means to oh, Okay the world but but we had a go um so, so thanksgiving oh you should have saved this for the lifestyle segment dumb that's becoming incredibly popular with our readers uh what did you take in what was your contribution was it rubbish <laughs> oh he's not, i can tell by his face readers that it was rubbish because he's uh he looks embarrassed already so, so the office manager chloe she sent out a list of things that you might like to make and, and i picked the first one on the list and it's probably got absolutely no association to Thanksgiving or Americans, but it was whipped feta with seasonal oh. and, and, and candied fruit. Oh, mate. Did your whipped feta work? Yeah, yeah, but it was messy. Right, yeah. I've got, I've got whipped feta on the, the ceiling in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> feta on the ceiling. I think I bought that album, 1982, <laughs> wasn't it? Was it Rolling Stones? Um, I... I bought um, Sainsbury's that were good whipped feta, really nice. Um, and I buy me little crackers that are always on offer, either the cheese and chive or the barbecue ones. And then I tried to make the whipped feta, but I absolutely, it was like milk. Like we've had a lot of milk chat this week on the show already. And the whipped feta just didn't work. So I need to try it again. I don't know what I did wrong. Well, I put, pro- I put two. I'm no expert, but it sounds like you've over whipped it, man. I put too much wet in, whatever that was. Uh, so there you go. Oh, well, that was good. We got the lifestyle segment um, at the top of the show um, today. So, yeah, enjoying that. Barry, if people are uh, interested in Barry's sagas, Barry has gone to Vienna. He's found himself in Vienna today. He was on his stupid mystery tour with all his cronies. Um, and I think they're going somewhere else. They're hopping on a train 
and heading across a border, possibly to Bratislava tomorrow, which is in what country is that? Slovakia, Slovenia. Where? Slovakia. Yeah, and so that's just across the border from Vienna, is that right? Correct. Short so that's where so that is where Barry is um enjoying his travel. So yeah, hence the reason we've got uh, guest number three of the week. And one final thing, Don, before we do some actual uh, football chat. Have you given yourself a nickname here on the old uh, StreamYard call? Might be a slight insight in, into the formation of, of uh, this evening's punts for, for, for me on Saturday. Uh, I like a double at the best of times. Um, and, and it's alliteration. Who doesn't like alliteration? Everybody. So if you're if you're listening to this back, you can obviously you know you'll be aware that on a Zoom call or whatever you can give yourself a little name. And Dom's gone with Dom's doubles. Um, so he'll be looks like he's going to be cracking out a couple of doubles, a couple of parlays uh, for us all uh, this week. Um, how has your World Cup experience been so far, Dom? Because obviously you've been working during the day. I've sat here and watched it all. It's been peaks and troughs for me. It's been attritional, I'll be honest with you. Um, how have you enjoyed it? What have you? Uh, what's caught your eye? Well, so I was in the office today, but, but prior to that, I've been working at home. And for on the off chance that any of my bosses are watching, then yes, <laughs> I've been working. <laughs> um, I, I, I've loved it. Uh, my international football journey in general has come on some somewhere. I was a bit of a snob about 10 years ago and thought Champions League football was, was the mecca for, for all or Premier League or European domestic football. Um, and it was only a, a, a trip to the Euros in 2016 ah, that yes. made me realise that that's not what international football is all about. Um, a little bit, bit soppy, but, but it is different nations getting together. You get exciting results. You get teams playing for the shirt on the, on the back and the badge on the front. Um, so, so since then, I've been more and more involved. Um, and from a, a punting standpoint as well, I, I think it's enjoyable to try and weed out. And I, I don't necessarily think the traders have got as much insight in, into some of the teams as, as they might let on. So I also think that, that there's value to be had. Um, uh, last year at the Euros, I had all four semi-finalists, got to the final and couldn't lose. Um, this year, it doesn't look like I'm going to be as successful, but 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 I, I'm, I'm looking forward to forging some sort of path to success. Um, but but I think it's been a great tournament so far. Yeah, it's been all right. Um, I was going to bring up, you know, you probably I'm going to bring this up. You, I think you backed Qatar to win this tournament probably about two years ago, and five was it five hundred or something? And three then years. I took the three years ago. I took the piss out of you a couple of weeks ago, and you sent me a screenshot of like a form line where they'd beat like Iraq and Uzbekistan in 2019. That was your, that was your justification of why they were going to win the tournament. So um, not quite as confident now on that one. I'm not, but let's have it right. I sent you a screenshot of <laughs> Japan in the Asian Cup final, which That's is what I said. their version of the Euros. Um <laughs> the, the, the manager is is uh, off of off of that Barcelona. So um, yeah, he is Barcelona. Uh, all the players play in the same league, which which incidentally seems to have worked in the favour of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a, a lot of what what went on the first result was stage fright. I, I, I think we'll see a, a better Qatar in the next two games. Not promising miracles, oh, yeah. but, but I think we'll see a better Qatar the next two games. Yeah, um, are we are we handicapping Qatar tonight? Uh, I think we might be. No, no, we're not. We must have done it yesterday. But well, yeah, um, what are the 
the, the top line on on my handicap of them was I thought they were nervous. Um, and I think they, they got a bad start. If they'd maybe got away with it for 20 minutes, you might have seen a different uh, a different outcome, but they didn't get away with it. They were 2 nil down by then, at which point um, the um, the horse had bolted. I was getting really confused then. I was going to go with goats and all different types of animals. The horse had bolted. The stable door was flapping uh, in the chilly Qatarian breeze and they'd gone like... So, yeah, maybe they could be a little bit better. Um we're going to have a recap of today uh, in a moment. Firstly, I'm going to tell you about our headline sponsor on the World Cup Gambling Podcast. The win, uh, win bet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We'll be taking our odds tonight from win bet, um, bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Um, every Thursday from 5 till 6 p.m. Eastern is the WinBet Happy Hour. Uh, marquee Games of the Week will have better odds, uh, giving you a larger payout opportunity. There's lots of great promos, odds, payouts happening right now at WinBet. If you sign up today, you'll receive that special offer. Bet $100 to win $100. No to choose from. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. BET to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 Yeah, so a little look back on today's games, Dom. There was the, the last eight teams that we're going to get a look at. We've seen everyone now today. Um, in fact, it, I, I feel like I handicapped everything well today. Um, Gave out all our reasons a couple of nights ago. Put four bets on, lost them all. Um, but we'll go through that as, as we came. But you have days like that. Um, Switzerland won Cameroon nil. And we called the ugly game. And um, I actually backed the draw here because I thought it was going to be, I said it was potentially a nil-nil. On the back of what we've seen with the second division European sides playing the African sides. Um, Netherlands struggled. That really could have finished nil-nil. They scored sort of 82nd minute. Um, and then Tunisia and Denmark and there was another one as well or Poland or Croatia sorry Croatia with Morocco um, all kind of really ugly so um, Cameroon made a couple of half chances Switzerland eventually did take a chance and then Cameroon were happy to lose 1-0 I didn't understand any of what was going on after that uh, the Swiss weren't very good either so again I've, I've placed all the right bets put them on all the wrong games um, one of those days today so yeah not a million miles away but um, Cameroon that was the fourth consecutive game that the African team had failed to score as well obviously Ghana managed later on uh, in a game we're going to come to in a little while but um, really really disappointing and the Swiss got the 1-0 win that we called we we said Poland would beat Mexico 1-0 it didn't the Croatia game the Netherlands game all these Games that we just thought that the even money, low sort of average favourite would beat the worst team. And eventually, when we took the draw, that's what happened today. We got it wrong. So, um, but yeah, this was a bit of a, a bit of a dog with fleas, Dom. Yeah, I, I think um, Switzerland, like, like quite a few sides in in, in the world, have got an aging team. So uh, Shakiri, a familiar name, um, who's been round the, the, the ringer a bit, um, obviously crossed the ball to set, set up the goal. Um, this group in general as well we're going to jump onto the Brazil game but I don't think we've learned an awful lot 
other than the, the, the teams on paper. So obviously Brazil being favourites for the tournament. Um, I, I still think there's, there's a lot to understand and play for in this group. I, I couldn't hang my hat on a second place finisher based on the results we've had today. And I, I don't think that the Switzerland 1-0 win moved us any closer to that. And, and, and Serbia, obviously, what, what happened with Serbia was expected. Yeah, you're right. I think all four teams did play to form. Um, so, yeah, the, the Switzerland-Serbia game is the big one. Uh, they're obviously on the evidence of what we've seen tonight unless someone slips up against Cameroon. Um, second up was Uruguay nil, South Korea nil. This wasn't a bad game here. Again, I mentioned two bets. Uh, mentioned the draw, 5-2. to two. Uh, Didn't bet. I bet the draw in the first game. Didn't bet the draw in the second game. I actually bet South Korea to score first here at 9-4. to four. And I remain happy with the bet because there was nothing between the two teams. So... That this was effectively a coin toss of a bet, um, but Uruguay were kind of four to seven, and South Korea were were nine to four, um, and they missed that huge chance. Huang leant back; all he had to do was sweep that into the far corner, um, and he managed to put it over the crossbar. So both teams made two or three half chances each. Uh, Diego Godin hit the beans on toast, um, but yeah, this it was a decent game. It was one of the better nil nils, and um, it, it sort of stayed competitive right till the end. But probably a bit like the game you just mentioned, don't we really know better off with learning much about either of these two sides? And they'll both be quite happy with the draw, um, knowing that they've got Ghana to come and then squeak out a result against the Portuguese. Yeah, I, I thought you may have seen a, a little bit more impetus from probably Uruguay. So, so Uruguay with, with a hipster's bet going into the tournament, if you will. So of, of the, the, the South American team's Outside of, of the, the, the two favourites, Argentina and and, and Brazil, um, th- th- there was a lot of expectations on on Uruguay, and I, I'm not sure whether that that's b- b- because of personnel. There's a few more n- names that play European football now from Uruguay, but but I, I, I guess didn't really see that impetus coming to the fore. So be interesting to see how how the the group pans out on the back of it. Yeah, Valverde played well for them. He looks like a looks like a classy central midfielder. We get the post with a. Uh, 25 yards near the end. Uh, next up, Portugal 3, Ghana 2. Now, how a game that was definitely going to finish nil-nil with 25 minutes left. Like, you would have just left, got, oh, that's nil-nil, I'm going out. Like, um, finish 3-2 is an absolute mystery. Like, Ghana weren't interested in winning at all. Portugal weren't capable of breaking them down. The first half was minging. The second half was going absolutely nowhere until a horrible penalty decision. Um, it wasn't a foul. Salasu's got across, toyed the ball away from Ronaldo. It's not Ronaldo's fault, but I'm perfectly prepared to hold it against him. Um, why the VAR hasn't intervened? The, well, Peter Walton, the, the commentator, bloke, the referee expert, said there was no solid evidence to overturn it. Well, there was. Every replay was solid evidence to overturn it. Um, after that, the game went nuts. I didn't really... God equalised almost immediately. Um, and then I thought, oh, well, that's it. Finished at one all because it's just going to go back to the way it was. Portugal got another couple. Ghana got another one. And it just went a little bit mad. I did. I backed Ghana at 8-1 to one, uh, to win the game. So I was never, ever going to win. That was a horrible bet. Um, I managed in play to get on both teams to pick up two cards. It just got really scrappy and fractious towards the end. So I managed one in play bet. Uh, we talked about that in the Discord channel this afternoon. Uh, this game hasn't really changed my position on either team because I still had, when I handicapped it at the start, I had Portugal winning this game um, and still going out in third place. So um, 
it didn't really affect a lot for me. It's the it's the games against Uruguay and South Korea that I think Portugal could be in trouble with. But I think they got away with it today, Portugal. And like I say, not really impressed. Yeah, I, w- I was happy to oppose Portugal uh, going into the tournament as well. Um, swayed by, by the hipster and me. To, uh, yes. The, Uruguay would, would, would top that group also, what we know about what's going on off the pitch with the, the Ronaldo fanfare, so on and so forth, potential disruption. Um, Portugal, again, there seems to be a bit, bit of a, a turning in the tide, a mixture of, of, of the old guard and new players coming through. Um so, so I certainly wasn't swayed by Portugal at all and was happy to oppose them. Um, I was uh, on the commute home listening to, to, to this on the radio um, and, and you've described it perfectly because the commentator didn't know what was going on either and, and then almost at the calamity era that I did get back through the door in time for of, of, of the keeper. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. That was fucking yeah, insane. Yeah. So yeah, what's known as a Shane Shea given, um, yeah, rolling the ball out and not being aware of, of of the striker behind him, nicks the ball off him. All he has to do is put it in, loses his balance and, and falls back. But but um, yeah, but but by the sounds of it, Ghana weren't particularly organised themselves and and let let Portugal off the hook uh, after get themselves back into the game. Um, let 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 Portugal score two quick goals. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess substitution choices as well. I had a look. There was a, a few changes after scoring that goal. I think they took uh, was it Kansa or Kunsa off. Um, it, it was driving a lot down the wing for them. Looked very exciting. The highlights that I saw. Um, so it's a, maybe a little bit of game management there as well. Yeah, um, I forgot. I can't, completely forgot the old Shea given moment at the end. The strikers hiding behind the goalkeeper, and he did the hard bit. He pulled it off, and he just slipped. That was a proper head in hands moment. Big and Bob were both like, ah, uh, yeah. So that would have been great. I would have laughed um, my head clean off if that had gone in. Um, finally tonight, then Brazil 2, Serbia 0. Um, pretty much went to form. Again, the two bets I gave out, Doug. I mean, I got, came down on the wrong side of everything. Um, I had two options, Brazil half-time, full-time, and Brazil minus one and a half goals. Uh, so I took Brazil half-time, full-time. I obviously lost uh, and then Brazil cover the minus one and a half goals in the second half. Um, this is just on this stupid graphic that Barry insists on putting out, which is um, the absolute bane of my life. Um, yeah, Brazil took a time, which is kind of fair enough. First game of a tournament. Serbia are big and strong and hard. Um, this was a great start for my Richarlison golden ball back 50-1 because he not, not only did he get a couple of goals, but the second one was very, very memorable. So that's going to stick out uh, in people's minds. So, yeah, that 50 to 1 looks a bit tidy. Um, Brazil just sort of wore them down. Uh, enough quality to get the job done in the end. Serbia huffed and puffed. Physical. Uh, we know what you're going to get off Serbia. Better days ahead for them. More winnable games for Serbia. Uh, the Switzerland and Ghana game coming up. Uh, one of the big takeaways I came out of here was kind of from an in-play angle, from a live betting angle. It's just to maybe back Brazil to keep scoring later in games. Um, just the changes they can make off the bench because they're not going to come on and keep the ball. You bring on Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli, uh, Rodrigo, people like that. They're going to want to go and get a goal. And um, hey, that's top class. You could, you, could, you could take the top three out, Neymar and Richarlison and so that fellow, Rafinha. You could take them three out and you could interchange any of those. No problem. Like So... And especially the amount of injury time we get. If you're getting sort of 72, 75 minutes, um, if you get the option of taking Brazil with another goal and a half, maybe, because Serbia were knackered by the end. 
Uh, they absolutely did. They worked really hard, but Brazil aren't going to stop. So um, that might just be a little angle. Try and pinch a couple of late Brazil goals in play uh, if you get a chance. But yeah, this was. Um, it's always nice to watch Brazil. They looked sharp in that kit. I love the little green turnovers on the top of the socks. That was right up my street. Um, and they played well as well. Disappointed not to say Bruno, but um, not the end of the world. So yeah, what did you what did you think of Brazil, Dub? First off, I wasn't too impressed. Um, uh, similarly to me being opposed to Portugal, I was also opposed to, to South American teams. So we, we look at the history of the World Cup of late. It's been dominated by European teams. It also gives me an excuse to to, to reel out my um, Scottish football in the sun. Uh, you've got two teams that dominate in Brazil and Argentina. Um, so, so I think the stat going into today's game for, for Brazil was the, the 136 games on the bounce. But, but my argument, without offending anybody in Central and South America, is, is, is what's the quality of team that they've been playing. So, so I'm over, always wary of a, a short-priced South American um, outfit at, at, at a World Cup. Um, but, but I guess I, I, was, I was happy to be proved wrong in the second half. I think you've hit the nail on the head that they, they broke a, a, a solid and, 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 and good Serbia team down who, who will come back and have better days, I think, um, in this tournament, uh, you, you mentioned Rafinha. I, I think there's, there's possibly cause for him not starting the next game. So even first goal scorer market, um, uh, and also Richarlison's performance um, and performances, his goal scoring record for Brazil, um, he's, he's very much their, their tallies man. Everybody talks about Neymar, but 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 his his goal scoring record as a number nine for Brazil is 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 phenomenal. Um, so if you were looking for a, a Dom's double option. Then Brazil and Richarlison first goal scorer might be the one. Yeah, well, that was um, exactly my handicap when I put Richarlison up at 50 to 1 for the golden ball. It was his record. You just click on, on the game log and he's there with uh, little brackets and minutes that he scored in uh, every game. So, yeah, it was a, so far so good. Um, it was a good read on that one. Um, so, be, and before we move on to having a look at Saturday's games done, we've seen all 32 teams now. So, um, is there anything that you've seen has really changed your mind about the team, like a, a riser or a faller? You've mentioned a couple um, in transit there. So, what would you, what would your your riser and your faller be if you've got a couple? I, I feel more vindicated than anything. So, so I mentioned I was happy to oppose South American teams. So, I thought there was value in uh, European teams just outside the favourites. So. I backed Spain at, at 11.5 uh, before the tournament started, albeit that they've played Costa Rica. My, my concern going in was, was, was lack of a, a, a talisman and, or, or a big-name goal scorer, but um, they, they were put to rest with, with seven goals against <laughs> Costa Rica. Um, I, I guess it, it, in general, the athleticism and willingness to get on the front Fucked by some teams has surprised me. So yes. Saudi Arabia and Canada, I, I guess the, the 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 two best at that. Um, uh, well organised with, with a clear plan on how they want to play. Um, I, I would throw Dom. I would throw Tunisia and Ecuador in there as well. Um, yeah. I expected Tunisia just to sit and do absolutely nothing, and they went for it. They had that big lad who reminded me of Joe Linton in the middle of the park, who was just running people over. Um, and Ecuador took the chance and Ecuador looked like they could be fun so they again sort of culturally or historically you might have expected them just to sit but they knew they were playing the weaker side and went for it so yeah the, the, the as much as there's been several nil-nils I think 
Both teams have shown intent uh, than I thought they might do. Yeah, so yeah, sorry for interrupting me. Carry on. No, no, that, that, that's fine. Um, so, so Saudi Arabia and, and, and Canada really emphasising that, and and we'll go into to our our fancies uh, on Saturday. Um, Saudi Arabia are included in one of those games, but but I I don't think that's a fluke. Um, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll break that down in a bit more detail as we move on. Yeah, I couldn't really arise with me. No one's really impressed me that much. Obviously, Brazil were kind of what we thought they were going to be tonight. Spain. You can't not be impressed with this 7-0 win, but that was just their kind of game. Costa Rica, let them... Spain will do that at any team that allows them to do it to them. Like Saudi Arabia, you saw how they tackled the Argentinians and Costa Rica tried the exact opposite system to contain Spain. It didn't work. My faller would just be would be Germany because although they lost, um, you can lose. It's, I'm, I think Argentina are okay. I think if you wanted to back Argentina before the tournament, it's six to one. I'd go and back them now at ten to one. Not an awful lot changed, and that group is still perfectly winnable because Poland and Mexico drew nil nil. Argentina can go and win the next two games, still get out of that group. So that's a bit of a fluke. Germany to me, um, I thought looked relatively poor, and that wasn't a fluky win for Japan. We know Japan are always really competitive. Um, always put up a good fight, don't stop, a hard team to go and beat. But I just thought the, the Germans, they looked a bit slow at the back. I wasn't that impressed with the Dutch as well, to be honest. But they got the job done, and Belgium for that matter. But you do often see teams, and we'll start slowly in the tournament and get involved. So I'd be low to put a line through the Netherlands, especially they've got Depay coming back in. And Belgium, they can get better as well. I thought De Bruyne was poor, Lukaku didn't play. But yeah, Germany with a standout for me, so... Um, I, I, I agree up until your Belgium point. So um, I, I think the market is too reactive to the first game. Uh, it does take a little bit of betting in. You've got teams that are overjoyed to be there. They're going to give it their all the first game, but but obviously class and form and all that. Um, I think some of the teams will come to the fore, but, but I think Belgium are an aging side and, and, and their chance was, was four years ago. I just, it was just Kevin De Bruyne was so bad. I saw him misplaced more passes last night than I've seen him misplaced in the last five seasons. Like, um, So, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, so, we are going to tackle them, these fixtures, Saturday the 26th of November. Uh, the date's written on there, so I've got it right. Um, we will start with a 10 a.m. kickoff, uh, 5 a.m. Eastern time between Tunisia and Australia. Tunisia are 11 to 10. The uh, plus one ten favourites. The draws at nine to four, um, and uh, plus two twenty five. Australia are eleven to four, plus two seventy five. Um, Tunisia did okay against Denmark. Um, I was surprised at how attacking they were. Um, they limited the Danes to a couple of chances. The Danish defender hit the beans on toast near the end from about three inches out. Probably should have scored. Um, but yeah, they were a lot more offensive than I thought. I thought they were looking up to score Tunisia. Kasper Spiegel uh, made some good saves. Australia came out on the front foot as well. There's another team who came out attacking. They ultimately just weren't good enough to do it. Um, but the intent was there. Uh, they got the, the surprise lead against France. Um, but then it was one-way traffic. They ended up getting stuffed 4-1. Um, my concern here is the, the pattern of the game because Tunisia are coming in this is favourites um, quite clear favourites as well now and I don't know if they can make the running I don't know if either side them want to make the running so it's quite a tricky one to try and pick apart it, often in these games you know who's going to sit in and who's going to be on the front foot I don't really know what's going to happen here um, 
Both um, Australia need to win to stay alive, obviously. Tunisia um, will be in decent shape if they win this. They'll know with a point under the belt. Um, as much as pre-tournament, I was really low on Tunisia. I was low on all the African sides. And actually, the fact that four of them didn't score in the first four games kind of indicated that. Um, I was quite impressed with them in the first game. I think they can attack and go forwards. But I think Australia have a little bit about them here. My bet, Dom, is both teams to score uh, at a price of 19 to 20, uh, minus 105. And um, before you give us your handicap, mate, did you want to do, um, throw a little proposition my way on these four picks that we're about to make as well, didn't you? Well, yeah, I, I guess I don't know if I'm going to be invited back, uh, Mal. Um, you're very lucky to have me, though. An exclusive. So, 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 so I was prepared to put um, your wages up against my wages for, for Saturday's picks and, and, and see how we get on. So I think we'd agreed one unit of, of stake per bet and, and we'll see how, who comes out on top. Okay, so it's a four-unit four unit, four unit uh, game head-to-head. All right, I like that. I will take you on, Dom. I look forward to maybe a, a big post breakfast or something um, on on your Yankee dollar. Um, right, yeah, so that's put put that on the board. That's in the books. Um Tunisia v Australia, what have you got? I'd agree with you on Australia insofar as they were plucky, they gave it a go, but but I, I think that, that that's as good as they can get. Um, so so I, I think we've seen all we are going to get from Australia and I, I don't think they can offer, offer, offer much else. Um, similar to yourself, I was impressed by Tunisia against Denmark, albeit I thought Denmark should have won based on, on, on the 90 minutes and, and, and had the opportunities to do so. Um, so so I, I couldn't say anything but a, a, a Tunisia win, um, but, but, but didn't see much much value in that. Um, so I went, went for the first of, of, of Dom's doubles. Um, oh, so you see, now if we're playing a little game against each other now, you're putting up a load of big stupid price accumulators. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to steal a minus one or five here, and you're just going to try and land one like ninety two shot or something, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> what price? What price is this? Before you tell us what it is, three point three nine. Okay, right. Go on, so then. go on, crack on. You're, do what you want. So uh, four yellow cards between uh, uh, these two sides in the first uh, fixture round of fixtures. Three of those yes. being from Australia. As, as you mentioned, um, Tunisia were very much on, on the front foot, but, but quite a big, strong, bustling side as well. Um, so, so I see more yellow cards in this. Um, so over um, uh, three and a half uh, yellow cards is at 1.61. Um, and then the double, I've lost my notes there, uh, under nine corners. So Australia, as you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I'm having it, mate. I've written it down. Mate, you... Yeah. yeah. Under nine corners. So, so Australia, we just the, the one corner all game against France. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I don't see much else from Australia other than being plucky and, and giving it their all and working hard. But um, yeah, that, that's the, the first of Dom's doubles. There yeah, that's all right. There's a little bit of uh, data behind it. From this angle, Dom, you look a bit like Neville Southall. You're not going to be happy about that. But, um, I've just had a shave as well and it accentuates my double chin. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sorry about that. It was offensive. Um, right, next up, we will go to a 1pm kickoff, uh, which is, oh, I keep getting it, 8am? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 8am Eastern time. 
between Poland and Saudi Arabia. I had these times locked out yesterday. I've forgotten them again, yeah. Um, Poland are the three to four, minus 133 favourites. The draw is at 13 to five, plus 260. And Saudi Arabia are 15 to four, um, a price of plus 375. Dom, you can lead us off. Poland against um, the Saudis. So um, I wasn't too impressed with Poland uh, against Mexico. Um, Lewandowski, everybody knows for his, his infamous goal-scoring records, uh, obviously missed the penalty. He, he, he didn't look himself. Um, he hasn't necessarily been on fire this season domestically either. Um, certainly not with the record that, that we've known him from earlier on in his career. Uh, as I mentioned, I don't think the, the Saudi result against Argentina was a fluke. Uh, their manager, uh, Bernard, has, has a fantastic record in international football. Um, won the African Cup of Nations twice with uh, Zambia and Ivory Coast. Qualified at the World Cup with Morocco. Um, an experienced international manager. High press, so very much a modern way of playing. That They didn't give Argentina much time on the ball. Did leave themselves vulnerable at times uh, if the press was beaten. Um, so, so luckily for them, I guess Argentina had a couple of goals ruled out for, for offside, um, but, but I just think it was a, a energy levels are, are going to see them well against a pedestrian Polish side. Um, the, that Polish side might feel they do a, a, a little bit better um, with, with more of the ball, but but um, I've backed Saudi outright, 4.75. I absolutely love that, Dom. Um, so I'm writing that down now. Plus uh, 375, 15 to 4 Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I think when the final whistle goes on Saturday and the Saudis have won this 2-1, you'll be thinking, why the hell didn't we just back them? Like, um, I'll start with Saudi, actually. I've got Paul and Andy first. But, um, obviously, I loved what they did. It was really good to watch, great for the tournament. Everyone loves it, why not? Um, and I loved how they did it as well. They were aggressive, they took risks, they were brave, they played that mad high line. Now, what you can't forget, however, is that this could have been 3-0, 4-0 at half-time. They could have been absolutely dead in the water. Argentina scored. And everyone thought they got a second, a really tight offside. And then there was a couple of others. If uh, Argentinians have been slightly more clever, they'd have had a couple of other goals here. After they somehow turned it around and got in front of Saudi, um, they were absolutely great. And they never looked like giving it up. Poland were poor. They missed penalty cost our Poland money line bet against Mexico. They could have won, but actually I don't think they deserved to win. It was a very similar performance to these second-rate European teams have given uh, Denmark, Croatia, Switzerland, all very, very average. I think, I don't think this what the Saudis did was a fluke at all. I think they were, even though they could have been 3 or 4 nil down at half-time, they made 3 or 4 chances as well. They could have, could have gone in 4-1 uh, potentially. Um, I've got both teams to score again here. I don't think Saudi can get away with it. Um, Poland will know the importance of uh, picking up at least a point to, to stay alive. Um, so I don't think Saudi can get away with that again all game. Plus, they, they suffered quite a lot of injuries. Obviously, the left-back had his head knocked clean off right near the end. He was a good player as well. I, I, he had a good game. Um, the goalkeeper was kind of in the wars the whole game as well. So I think Poland will score a goal, but I can't see why Saudi don't so wouldn't surprise me if Saudi win this 2-1, but I was a little bit uh, more cowardly than you, Dom. Um, and I've taken uh, both teams to score at the same price, uh, 1.95, uh, 19 to 20, a price of minus 105 on that one. 
next up, third game of the day, France versus Denmark. is a 4pm kickoff over here. That is 11am Eastern time. France are at a price of 5-6. to six. In fact, I've seen a little bit of line movement there. Um, I had them at a price of 5-6 to six four or five hours ago. They've moved, they've been nipped in. Let me just uh, get this price up now. They've gone to 1.72. So, round about, they've moved quite heavily actually, about 13 to 18. So, a shade over 4 to 6. Um, I kind of changes my handicap ever so slightly. The draw is at um, plus 375 now, 11 to 4. Uh, I had that at plus 260. So, the draw has drifted, and Denmark have drifted as well. Denmark were 100 to 30. Plus 333. They're now out to um, plus 375, a price of 15 to 4. Um, so that's bugged up my handicap. Maybe there's a lot of shrewdies uh, like myself handicap this the same way. Um, France overcame going one down um, against Australia. It looked really good. Um, it was a poor Australian side. They suffered another injury. Lucas, uh, Luca Hernandez, um, ACL, that's him done. Um, and obviously they were missing a few players coming into this Kante Pogba Benzema went down just before the tournament um, and Bappe was great looked really really sharp of all the kind of big name players so far he's been the one who's looked the sharpest um, Denmark were really poor they were fancy they were the other tips to pick along with Uruguay that you talked about everyone was talking about Denmark um, coming into this mainly on the back of the two Nations League wins against France that was pretty much the entire form line that everyone was talking about um, on paper, the team looks average and pretty much that's what transpired in their opening game, the nil-nil draw. Five to six, if, I mean, if we can maybe shop around here, I'd still be happy to take that price of um, of 13 to 18, um, 1.72. It's plenty big enough for a team. Fr- France are a better team, effectively. Um, it's, pretty, it's quite a straightforward handicap. I've got France on the money line here. Slightly disappointed that I'm not getting the uh, minus 120 anymore. But um, so what was the price on the American odds? Minus 138. So, yeah, that has moved. I might have to uh, revisit that. So my bet was France on the money line. Um, it's possible. Um, I don't know what the, the price might be on win bet, uh, but maybe if you can, you could shop around a little bit. Uh, but I've got France on the money line, Dom. A little bit of a boring pick. And, by the way, I'm booking it at, um, for our bet at minus 120. Top man. Um I don't have the confidence in France that you do. I, I, I wonder whether or not that they're a little bit of a flat tra- track bully. So we, we've already mentioned um, Australia and, and not, not that that result flattered them. They, they definitely deserved a win and, and there was flashes of brilliance from Mbappe, as you mentioned. Um, uh, you, you mentioned the, the, the form line there and the, 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 the Nations League results, but, but, but I'd go further uh, in the Euros, um, I'm wedded somewhat to Denmark because I, I backed them at a, a big price and they made the semi-final. Um, in their first game, they, they didn't play Damsgaard uh, off of Brentford fame. Um, and, and, and he was uh, <laughs> he, 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 he was a big feature after Ericsson, obviously, had, had his incident on-pitch incident, famous on-pitch incident, had the heart attack. Yeah. I, I think he'll feature somewhat against France. Um, there's been five goals across those two Nation League fixtures that you mentioned. I'm going for over two and a half goals at uh, 2.1. I hate that. Um, at the end of the day, mate, he plays for Brentford. Do you know what I mean? Like you're talking about it. The, the 
France team stacked with PSG and Barcelona and Munich players, and you're trying to tout up a kid who played. I know offense, well, in fact, plenty of offense to Brentford. They've got no business being anywhere near the Premier League. Um, anyway, what price was that, son? Uh, 2.1 over two and a half goals. 2.1, so price of plus 110. Um, or 21 to 20. Okay, um, and for our American readers, Dom, would you like to explain the term flat track bully? I'll let you do it, Malcolm. Okay. Uh, it's a cricket term. I think people, um, if you've got a really flat pitch in cricket, which is a batter's paradise, might be sort of similar to a good hitter's park um, in MLB. So a batsman can stand there all day and make hundreds of runs in really easy conditions. But when things get a little bit tricky, no good. That's what Dom's insinuating France. So he reckons when things are easy, like they were against Australia, they'll make it all day. Things get a little bit uh, tough, the tough get going. Um, so there you go. There's your English lesson for the day. Uh, flat it. track bully. Nailed it. Did you not know? Is that why you asked me to do it? No, I just knew you'd be able to do it much more eloquently than I do. <laughs> I don't think you knew people. Um, okay, last but not least, seven o'clock kickoff. Um, <laughs> 4 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, that's right. Is it? No, 2 p.m. 2pm Eastern time for God's sake. Argentina against Mexico. Argentina are a price of 4 to 7, uh, minus 175. The draw is at 3 to 1. Mexico are 11 to 2, plus 550. Uh, Dom, lead, lead us off. Argentina v Mexico. Um, arguably, the best feature that you've had on this show so far has been Dom's double. So we're going to finish the uh, final game. <laughs> <laughs> with one of Dom's uh, infamous, now infamous doubles. Um, so already touched on that, that, that I was opposed to, to, to South American teams. Uh, however, I'm going to I'm going to book that trend here. Uh, do think Argentina have got an aging team, but but this will be the game that they come into their own. Um, this, this is is more their wicket to, to use another mouth. <laughs> um, so. so Form against South American and Central American teams. Um, they'll have a lot more of the ball. They, they certainly won't be put under um, as much pressure or the high press that they were against Saudi Arabia. Um, this is one for Messi. I'm going for an Argentina win and uh, Messi first goal, 4.5 double. Okay. Um, I'm writing this down as well. That's horrible, dumb. Um, 4.5. So, yeah, um, 72 uh, plus 350 there. Argentina win and Messi gets the first goal. Um, Argentina, like we've just said, talking about Saudis, there could have been three or four in the first half. Kind of people forget about that on the on the back of what happened um, thereafter. They had a mad five minutes at the start of the second half and then everything just lost its shape for them a little bit. Mexico were one of my big fades coming into this. I had Mexico going, I think I took them at, um, 33 to 1 to score zero points uh, which is already up the Swanee because they got that point against Poland and they were better than I thought um, however I mean they could have lost um, penalty save by uh, by your man Ushua and they never really looked like scoring Mexico um, I think there was a bit of uh, first day enthusiasm in there that's going to wane as this tournament goes on and I think this is a bad spot for Mexico as well because Argentina will be um, dead set on putting right um, what went wrong for them the other day um, I don't think they're very good um, 
it's really easy to forget how dangerous Argentina looked in that first half against Saudi. When that penalty went in, you'd have, well, people would have been live betting Argentina to win six and seven nil. And they'd miss it. The keeper made another good save. They missed some chances. They're really close offside calls. If that second one had gone in, game over. Um, my bet, it is plus money. It's not as exotic as yours, Tom. I'm going to take Argentina on the handicap. So Argentina minus one and a half goals is at a price of eight to five, uh, which is plus 160. I'm also written down Argentina halftime, full time. So on the ground, so every time I've written down two bets today, the other one's come in, I'll take the plus 160 for minus one and a half. Everybody else, readers, uh, you take the halftime, full time because you're on to a surefire winner. So there we go, Tom. We've got them written down and we can... Uh, We'll do the maths on Saturday night, decide who owes who a breakfast. Um, and, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've got the end of the show. Uh, Dom, have you had fun? I've loved it. I've enjoyed it. I've particularly enjoyed your studio setup there. <laughs> I see your better half's banished you to the broom cupboard. Um, but but you've, you've made, made good of a bad space. Well, do you know what happened? Um... I've sat on the sofa. You know me, Dom. I'm on the lazy spectrum. Um, quite a long way up towards the lazy end, it turns out. So I've sat on the sofa, like you saw, and, and done these MLB shows. Done 200 MLB shows. No one's complained. We did, like, episode two here. There was people complaining that I was lounging around. The blanket wasn't folded up nicely on the back of the sofa. I was getting quite a lot of stick about me setup. Um, so, have a look. So, I've got my wall chart. I always get my shoulders wrong, yeah, because it's uh, it's all higgledy-piggledy. I've got my wall chart up, which is filled in. I've got my... Everything's filled in there. And then my Kevin Keegan shirt over the shoulder. So, yeah. I actually got some nice SGPN posters printed up. Uh, I've shelled out them. Uh, doing all right for myself. They've arrived today, but they're all curled up in out of the tube. So, they're currently sitting on the living room floor, being, being pinned down by books to flatten them out. Uh, so I'll get them up as well. And then, mate, we're uh, absolutely flying. So Because I've seen bigger wall charts. Not not that size matters, but... <laughs> it doesn't, mate. It's what you do with it. And I, mine is... I'm very thorough with my wall chart, Dom. Let's say that. Um, one more question before you can go to bed. Um, where are you watching the match tomorrow? As we speak, it is about 11pm on Thursday night. So it's England v the US of A tomorrow. As... We discussed with Ty last night. I'm going to work. I've got a job. What a shambles that is. At Pilo Social Club of all places. I'll be in there. I'm guessing there'll be a big telly because everyone will want to watch it. Like So that's me. But uh, what are you doing? Are you uh, stopping in the house? Are you doing something achingly hip? I'm uh, I'm taking a run at this one. So I'm, I'm, I'm meeting... Uh, I'm having a business meeting at, at, at two o'clock in the afternoon with a, a chap from Sip Smith's Gin. Um, nice. So you can imagine how, that, how that's going to go. The, the meeting's in the pub. Uh, and then I'm, I'm going for a meal with some pals and, and we're going to the pub next door straight afterwards. So, Oh, beautiful. Uh, good times, Tom. Um, well, enjoy that. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening, watching, uh, downloading, whatever. Um, we know it's been Thanksgiving today, so hopefully we'll help you nurse your hangovers, um, et cetera, tomorrow. you find us in the usual places. Uh, download the app. Um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com has got all the articles you'll need there's daily stuff going up on there as well um, we are at, on Twitter at, at SGPN World Cup um, yeah and we appreciate all your support good luck with your bets over the weekend um, we're going to be back at some point uh, tomorrow possibly not at this time because I'm working tomorrow night as discussed uh, but Ty Roder 
um, from the MLS Gambling Podcast is going to be back with me tomorrow afternoon while um, Barry is getting himself full of um, one euro lager in Bratislava. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you, Dom. I do appreciate you uh, joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we should do this more. Um, cheers for listening, everybody. Uh, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.